And of course, the latest tech news from the past week. Now we'll get to the tech news in just a minute, but first I'm joined here by my friend Ben because he's been doing a lot of changes to his life recently that I think are very interesting. And I think it's important to talk about the way that technology impacts our lives here on the show. And Ben's been making some changes to his social media life that I think are interesting and he brings a good perspective onto the show here. So um, why don't you go ahead and summarize some of the recent changes you've been making to your social media life and why have you been making those changes? One of the biggest changes, regardless of whether it sounds big or not, was deleting my Snapchat account and the app itself. Mm -hmm. I noticed that even when deleting my account, it was manipulative in a way where they deactivated it instead of deleting it altogether. Yeah. So I have the opportunity to resurrect it within 30 days to get back to wasting time and creativity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will point out a lot of apps do that um, as a last minute effort to try to get you to start using them again. So it's not just necessarily just Snapchat itself, but you're, you are right that it can be manipulative sometimes. So why don't you go ahead and share a little bit. Why do you think Snapchat is manipulative? Because I think that's an interesting point. Many reasons, but the main one being the way the whole app works. Uh, there are many addictive tendencies within the app. The main one being what's called your snap score. Mm -hmm. Your snap score rises within each text you shoot to your friends, which makes texting very addictive. Yeah. Uh, it can also be depressing for certain people to compare them because it can make others feel less adequate. The second reason being is the dreaded streaks. Oh boy, streaks. A snap streak is a count of how many days you've sent a snap or picture, in other words, to any friend on a daily basis. If the streak breaks, many people act as if they have brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> That's basically the end of the world. Pretty much. <laughs> Once again, um, this makes the app more addictive and manipulative, and it can get so addictive that you'll most likely find hours of your day fly by using the app. Well, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> I think your point on streaks is very interesting because I've noticed that these sorts of things can categorize our friends. These are your bestest or bestest friends. These It kind of creates this fake persona, fake implica implications of your friends. It's very interesting and quite honestly can be quite unhealthy. These are the friends you talk to the most that doesn't necessarily reflect real life. Yeah. Um, what kind of unhealthy habits though were you getting into? The main one simply being that I was using up many hours of my day on the app. All Snapchat was to me was a reality check for my daily routine to stay well organized. Mm -hmm. I've now realized that all texting should be used for, well for me at least, is um, hey do you want to visit? Yeah sure, how about 6.30? Yeah it works for me. And then, you know, I'll go visit with a friend face to face rather than texting for hours on end with um, nothing but small talk. Uh, also, you know, ever since I deleted Snapchat, I don't have to deal with streaks. I don't have to worry about that. And like you said, that can categorize your friends in ways where um, certain friends are categorized as best friends and then the others are just like, you know, generic friends, I guess, so to speak, that are on your list. But it 
totally senseless in my opinion because not everyone likes small talk which is generally what i would use snapchat for mm -hmm. and uh certain friends you know you'll meet face to face but you'll talk for hours on end so if they're not you know considered um a best friend as they call it it just it's senseless in my opinion yeah. just the way that whole system works so so another sort of unhealthy habit that i notice is and i fall victim to this sometimes <laughs> constantly updating stories and stuff you know it just kind of can kind of create a bad habit of it didn't happen if you didn't post it yeah um i'd find myself at times um when i would visit with friends probably every 10 to 15 minutes i'd be that one person who pulls out my phone and would press that button to you know film whatever the heck we're doing yeah and then put you know whatever the temperature is outside in the corner the clock with whatever time it is oh, and yeah. make it all fancy yeah and um you know i didn't really think about it like this until now but I think it's unhealthy in a way to where I could be talking and visiting with that friend rather than showing all my other friends what I'm doing with that friend. It's oh, yeah. just, it didn't make sense. Because I, I fall victim to that habit all the time, <laughs> at least on Instagram. Yeah. Know, going on a family vacation or something, post every single minute of it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly bad habit, but that's simply because balancing social media life and real life can be very difficult. And one of the things that I really like about what you're saying is this emphasis on face-to-face -face conversation. You know, all too many times nowadays, we're sending our friends texts rather than actually engaging in meaningful conversations with them or hanging out or doing fun stuff together. It's sort of this, I don't know, it, it, it's also obligatory and fake nowadays that it, it just doesn't feel genuine anymore yeah um so maybe there's a few people out there who are listening to this podcast episode right now and they're kind of thinking hmm that could be me you know maybe my habits are a little unhealthy you have any advice to them on anyone who kind of wants to change things up maybe they're struggling with the same sort of issues you got any advice for them uh, the advice i would give is um depending how addicted you are i if you're extremely addicted you find yourself on it constantly like i did i would personally go ahead and delete or deactivate your account mm -hmm. um if you know you're using it for quite a bit of time but you think you can control that time um i would just try to restrict the amount of time you spend on it yeah. on a daily basis and i would also recommend that you avoid streaks because you know like we talked about earlier it can categorize who your best friends are yeah and um it, it will just like if you avoid streaks it will avoid bringing stress into your life and communicating will feel less fake and more genuine that's a very interesting point because like i said with our little social media lives we portray what we want to portray so it's all very fake it's this certain side of us whereas you don't necessarily get the other side on social media that you will get with face-to-face -face conversation i think it's very interesting i think all the points that you bring up about this app are completely accurate in my opinion um and that's speaking from personal experience myself um it's just not great yeah but, exactly and i don't know <laughs> i mean not to judge people who are using it that's not the point but you know what it does stuff like this can create 
unhealthy habits if not used in the right way. And I think the message that you're you're sending out to everyone today by coming on the show and talking about this for a few minutes, I think that's very good. So I want to thank you for coming on talking about Snapchat and things like that, social media life with me today, because balancing social media life and our real lives and everything like that, it's becoming very difficult with all these fancy dancy apps. So I think that's very interesting. But let's go ahead and jump into the tech news from the past week. All right, well, that was a very interesting interview with Ben all about how social media impacts our lives. So I want to go ahead and thank Ben one more time for coming on the show today. Uh, Really awesome discussion there about how social media particularly Snapchat, can impact our lives. I think these are discussions that need to happen a little bit more often, and so that's very interesting. But it's time to talk some tech news. Now, we start today's episode by talking about the Apple FaceTime security flaw. You may remember this because it was our main story last week here on Let's Talk Tech. Now, on Thursday, this Thursday, Apple released iOS version 12.1.4 in order to fix that major security flaw discovered in Apple's FaceTime video chatting app. Now, in case you forgot, uh, or maybe you didn't watch last week's story, uh, uh, Let's Talk Tech, uh, the bug with Apple's FaceTime app allowed users to call other users and force their phones to answer the call, exposing the camera and microphone of unsuspecting FaceTime users. Apple responded quickly by disabling group FaceTime calls a few hours after the issue broke out, and they issued a patch once again this Thursday. took them a little while, but they did release a patch a week later. Now, in the days since this story originally broke, we actually learned the identity of the person who discovered this major security flaw with Apple's FaceTime video chatting app. Now, it turns out that person was actually a 14-year-old high school student, Grant Thompson. Now, Grant originally found the security flaw and told his mother about it, and his mother then reached out to Apple via Twitter in order to uh, disclose that security issue to them. Now, Apple told The Verge on Thursday that they would be compensating the Thompson family for notifying them of the issue, and they also noted that they would be giving an additional gift to the Thompson family in order to help pay for Grant's tuition, which was very interesting. Apple did not reveal how much information they were going to be giving the Thompson family for reporting the issue, but we do know that the Thompson family will be compensated for reporting that major, major security flaw that hit the news on, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday last week. Now, Apple also disclosed that they had completed a full security sweep of the FaceTime app and actually discovered a second security flaw within that app. Uh, It involved the live photos feature of FaceTime. Now, they said that they disabled the live photos feature of that app uh, on older iOS and macOS versions. Um, Kind of funny because last week, before shooting Let's Talk Tech, me and Aiden, he was on the show last week, were talking about the FaceTime issue, and he brought up a very interesting point in that he was actually concerned that there may be more security flaws within FaceTime that we didn't quite know about yet. And it turns out Aiden was right. Apple did indeed find another security flaw with FaceTime. 
Now, this whole process of compensating people and security researchers for finding security flaws is actually nothing new. Apple currently offers $200,000 in or up to $200,000 in compensation for flaws in iOS, uh, and other companies do this practice as well. And security researchers, of course, are constantly motivated to discover flaws in apps so they can get paid for reporting that issue. Interestingly enough, though, Apple currently doesn't offer compensation for finding security flaws within macOS. And we learned that this week because a macOS zero-day exploit that exposes passwords on macOS devices was actually discovered this week by a security researcher but that security researcher refuses to report the issue to Apple until they offer compensation for macOS exploit reports. So very interesting stuff there involving Apple exploits and a little bit of an update from that story last week. It is really, really neat that we're starting off today's show with not one, but two topics I've already talked about here on Let's Talk Tech, but here we are. So for those of you who have been listening since the very beginning, back in the early days, you may remember back in July, episode three, I talked about these security researchers who were trying to disprove the conspiracy theory that your cell phones are secretly recording your microphone and sending that data off to who knows where. Um, these security researchers effectively proved that that conspiracy theory isn't true at all. Phones don't do that. It, it just doesn't happen. But in the process, they actually discovered a second, bigger, but different privacy flaw where cell phone apps would begin recording the screen while you were using it and then sending that recording off to data collection services. Now, this practice known as session replay is in the news again this week. So here's a little clip about me talking about it last uh, time here on Let's Talk Tech, episode three. Instead of actually recording your microphone, it turned out that these applications, at least some of them, uh, some of them actually would record what you're doing in the app, a nice video file, and send it off to third-party data mining uh, places. So one of these apps in particular that they disclosed uh, and talked about was an app called GoPuff, which is sort of like a food delivery service type thing. And what this app do did is it recorded a video of the screen and sent it off to a third-party mobile analytics company called AppSea. Now, an investigation this week, uh, once again, brought light to this issue of session replaying. And this investigation by TechCrunch brought light to another company that was behind it all, a platform analytics tool known as Glassbox. TechCrunch was able to discover that all of the apps that they found using Session Replay, including major travel agencies such as Expedia and Hotels.com, none of them actually asked the user's permission before recording on their devices and did not disclose this practice in their privacy policies, and that these Session Replays actually exposed sensitive information in its recordings, such as credit cards and uh, passport information. Now, shortly after this news broke out, Apple released a 
tough, tough, tough statement on the issue against this practice. In a statement to developers, Apple said, protecting user privacy is paramount to the Apple ecosystem. Our App Store review guidelines require that apps require explicit user consent and provide a clear visual indication when recording, logging, or otherwise making a record of user activity. Now, this is a big, big, big move by Apple. They've taken a clear stance on this issue, and that is a very good thing. Apple stated that developers must either recording, remove the recording code or start disclosing this practice with the users using the apps. Otherwise, they can face consequences, presumably being removed from the App Store. It's worth noting that Google also has guidelines in place against this practice, but they did not release any statements about the practice this week in wake of that latest investigation. So once again, screen replaying was in the in the uh, news this week. I talked about that on episode three. I think it was kind of interesting that uh, this topic was brought up again several months later, but here we are. So Apple taking a tough stance yes, uh, yet again against this issue. And uh, that is screen replaying this week. Finally, I just want to quickly touch up on one last issue. This is going to be a shorter episode than normal. We didn't have quite as much time to prepare for today's episode, unfortunately. But Spotify updated its privacy uh, terms of service actually this week. Uh, they now are no longer allowing ad blocking. So it seems like they will start banning users who block advertisements while listening to Spotify. It was reported a couple of months ago that over 2 million people actually listen to Spotify this way by blocking advertisements while playing their favorite music. Um, it's sort of a way of getting around having to pay for the premium version of Spotify, but Spotify announced this week that they were updating their terms of service to no longer allow advertisement blocking of any kind on their service. So that's all we've got for Let's Talk Tech this week. Again, shorter episode than normal, but we'll be back next week with all the latest tech news and all kinds of great discussion. Look for, Looking forward to it, but that's all for Let's Talk Tech this week. This has been Let's Talk Tech.